you're at Finanzchef, you eventually become the head of analytics there. You're, you're working, you're doing, I think, both data science on the one side, but also a little bit of programming on the other side. How do you find yeah. GraphCDN and, and what did sort of maybe motivated you to, to apply to work here and, and wanting to come to GraphCDN? As you correctly assessed, I basically had a kind of a split role uh, at uh, Finanzchef where I basically, my original role was still um, doing business intelligence and a lot about reporting, but also I tried to push more into how can we also use the, the insights that we use for our reports to build a better product on top of them. That's uh, also why um, I basically uh, like got the, the, this, this head of analytics uh, title because I pushed really hard in, uh, for that. On the other hand, at the same time, I st uh, like still did uh, a lot of uh, programming and especially after we rebuilt our, our front end there in React, I had a lot of stake in that and a lot of uh, like knowledge about the, the project and the decisions that were made when we started out doing it. Basically, this uh, split role was at some points quite difficult to, to manage uh, because it uh, involved a lot of context switching and I basically at, at some points uh, I had to basically come up with uh, with extra time to to fulfill all of the um, the priorities that we had in in, in two different areas, which was uh, at some points quite exhausting. Um, I, I tried to to move more away from the from the programming side of things and more into the analytics side of things, but it wasn't. I, I didn't feel like that at at that point in time. I didn't feel like uh, that it's really possible because I still uh, carried a lot of the knowledge. In hindsight, um, I could have me been more strict about that um, if i would have just been more hardcore like saying uh, i, I won't uh, do this from i don't want to do this anymore uh, i want to switch my attention fully on yeah the analytics side of things that would have probably been the better option but um yeah it's also i learned like uh, i mean in hindsight it all sounds so easy but at that point in time i felt like um there's no way possible i can let go like at this point in time um i guess was uh, june uh, last year June 2021, when GraphCDN launched, and I heard about it uh, on on Twitter, I guess. Immediately, like uh, also share as we were like uh, quite invested in GraphQL, uh, immediately shared it in our uh, in, in in some Teams channel. Didn't use Slack, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I got to know GraphCDN, and I think I also uh, tried it out uh, pretty quickly uh, after that, uh, just like trying to to see how it works, uh, what what is in there, uh, how does it look like, uh, and stuff like that. I think maybe then uh, a week or two after that, uh, after the initial launch, was one of these uh, these these phases where I felt really uh, between in between two chairs again. Mm -hmm. And funnily enough, uh, I actually at that point had to solve a similar problem at work because uh, we. Uh, we're not tracking uh, all our users anymore with Google Analytics because of uh, GDPR reasons, um, where we try to, try to be very strict and uh, fulfilling all the, the requirements. But like we didn't know the, the whole truth anymore, like uh, just by the fact of that we were not tracking 30 or 40% of our users. And what I tried to do in that uh, time, just like more as a proof of concept, uh, was to try use our uh, server logs, which uh, also included all the GraphQL logs which in turn told us very precisely 
which user visited uh, this or that page and did this or that action because like everything substantially triggered uh, a, a GraphQL request to our servers. And when I saw GraphCDN, I th uh, immediately thought, wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. That would like basically an evolution of already your first uh, analytics product um, would have already like uh, could have solved that use case. And I was really like thinking that there's a lot of potential in this thing. Like, of course, you did all the caching and that was probably like the more exciting part for a whole lot of other users. But for me, it was like the, the analytics thing where I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. You could really do awesome stuff um, by by sitting at the edge between uh, your clients and your your server. At that point, there was no uh, official job posting uh, or anything yet. I think you you wrote something like that, uh, that you're planning to to grow the team and just uh, like leave a, leave an email uh, or write us an email if uh, you're in any kind of way interested in that. I basically then did just that. I wrote an email. I don't know specifically if I wrote it to you or to like uh, any generic uh, GraphCDN email, but uh, I think it didn't, it, it just took two hours and you already replied to my email um, <laughs> and said like, hey, sounds interesting. Uh, let's have a chat. Um, just book a spot on my calendar. And yeah, that's how we uh, got talking, I guess. And one technical interview, one values interview later, um, I had an offer at the table and yeah was quite a hard decision for me to take because uh, I really, like, uh, I still enjoyed working at my last company and I also still felt like I could really also achieve a lot of things there. In the end, I think the point or the, the thing that really convinced me was that I was, I was already like six and a half years at my, uh, at the previous company at Financhef. And I always said, like, I would spend my the rest of my days uh, at this one company. Um, there will be a point where um, I'm also like uh, want to see something different, and then I figured, okay, let's now now it's uh, it's this point, and now let's do let's try something different, let's try something new, and then I accepted, and now half a year later we are uh, sitting here and doing this podcast. Nice. I remember when you applied, and Tim and I looked at each other, and we were like, "There's this." application from from somewhere near munich from this this guy that works at finance this company we've heard about but didn't really know that they like were super technical and what really appealed to us and why we replied so quickly actually was because you were like i totally see the problem that this solves i want to work on this right and that to me is like a lot of building dev tools we're building tools for engineers right most of the users that sign up to grassidian they're engineers or their managers right that's basically yeah. our target audience and so and for an engineer to come there and be like i really like this idea i have some really interesting ideas i really want to work on this right that to us was like extremely powerful which maybe if you're listening and you're thinking about wanting to work on a really cool product that you use every day that's a really cool way to apply right it's just being like i use this just I, I want to make it better, right? I have so many ideas. Let, let's let's make it better together. And I think, again, going back to the diversity point, I think the the thing that you really brought to the table was that analytics background. We, Tim and I, very early on, we realized that the caching alone is basically useless if you don't know what to cache, right? Because people have massive GraphQL yeah. schemas, right? People have hundreds, thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of types, and not all of them are cacheable or even worth caching, right? There's very much like a trade-off. Again, there's no ultimate solution, right? There's very much trade-off between like, you know, how often does that data change and how public is the data, right? And the less often it changes and the more public it is, the better it is for caching. And the, the more often it changes and the more private it is, 
the worst is for caching, right? The, the, the canonical example of a service that really doesn't use Graphcdn that I always use is error tracking. Because in an error tracking service like Sentry, they ingest a million events and then they, they aggregate them into like maybe 10 errors that just come up over and over again. And then an engineer looks at them once and then hopefully solves them, right, in the, in the ideal case. And maybe he looks at them or they, they look at them like once or twice, but it's very little, right? And the read to write ratio is like, you know, 100 to 1 writes to reads, if not even yep. more. Where on the other end of the extreme spectrum would be, for example, a news website, right? And a news website is super read heavy and doesn't get written to very often, right? And, and, and an author writes an article once and then it gets read by millions of people, ideally, right? <laughs> that's, that's what the news organizations want. So they, are, they have like a very public and very read-heavy use case. And so those are much better for caching. And what we realized, long story short, is that most GraphQL schemas have a little bit of everything, right? Most GraphQL schemas, like an e-commerce shop, they have a little bit of really public data, like which products do we have? How much do they cost? What are the reviews? All of that is basically the same for everyone. And usually it doesn't change that frequently, although now it's also starting to be more and more and more dynamic, but still it's relatively read-heavy and relatively um, public yeah. data. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum for an e-commerce shop is a shopping cart. The shopping cart is super specific to you and you'll probably add like five, six products to the shopping cart before even looking at it once and then hopefully you check out. So that is again, very private and very write heavy. And so caching that doesn't make any sense. And so anyways, what we realized was that we have to help people understand what even to cache, right? People didn't even understand their own schema. They didn't know what was valuable to cache. And so we very quickly realized we need to build graphical analytics and we built some very really basic analytics, mainly optimized for just helping people to cache. And so when Thomas, when, when you applied, we were like, oh, that's super interesting. That's not even a use case. We considered this whole GDPR thing and like using server-side logs to do basically Google Analytics. That's super interesting. I don't know if we want to go down that path, but it's like an interesting route to explore for us, right? And so we, we were super excited when you applied. And I think you still, to this day, actually, I would probably have to ask Tim if this is true, but for a long time, at least, and I think it's still true, you held the distinction for solving our bug challenge in the interview process the <laughs> fastest. It's quite tricky. And Thomas was done within like, I think 12 minutes, if I remember correctly, or something like 10 minutes. And, and Thomas just completely, Thomas just completely nailed that interview. Tim and I just looked at it and we're like, what? How did he find that bug so quickly? That's incredible. I still vividly remember that moment when we were actually sitting next to each other in person interviewing you. And we just, we were, we were, after the interview, we were just like, how did he just, we might have to decide a new interview. This was way too fast. This is supposed to take like 30 minutes to 45 minutes, not 10 minutes. What, what is going on here? Nah, maybe a bit of luck. I don't know. <laughs> just I don't started so. at, uh, looking at the right places from the, from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was a really, really good uh, like uh, coding challenge. Um, I also designed some of the decoding interviews that we did uh, at my at my previous job, and I really enjoyed the, the ones that you came up with. It was, uh, in my opinion, really well thought through, and also giving uh, giving us candidates uh, like a really good good way of presenting our knowledge and uh, and showing what we got. So that was really cool. We we tried really hard to to make them as real world as possible, right? Often yeah. you, you end up coming into an interview and it's something that is completely outside of anything you would normally do, right? And we're like, well, we'd much rather just see if you can actually do what we need you to do, right? Like what your job would be. Like that's what we're trying to figure out yeah. here. And so yeah. we were like, how can we most closely represent the work that you would do at Graphcidian and figure out how, how good you would be at that? Um, that was really what, what those were designed for. Hey folks, we are hiring across the board. If any of that sounded interesting to you, 
go reach out to us. Go to graphcdn.io slash careers. And even if there isn't a role on there that suits you perfectly, just let us know what you can do. Let us know why you're excited about Graphcdn. We would love to hear from you.